0: Old Block Goes to Ibiza, Part 2 After a night of mucho cava and tapas, I sleep intermittently, then run a fairly steady 5k the next day. The first 5k after my dodgy knee period. And then I walk another 4 with my better half, exploring the coastline and enjoying the dusky grey Mediterranean gulls, the shimmering cormorants and the snowy white herons. And we get to see the real San Antonio, you know, where the locals live, in the back streets. After this, we all go for a lazy lunch at a local taberna and introduce my mother and father-in-law to a game that has won me many a bet and quite a few bob over the years. It's called Toss the Cork. You have to be careful how you see that now. It's a simple but captivating game. If you're bored, you know, on a train or at dinner, take an abandoned wine cork and say this. Okay, I'll put a fiver down, and I bet I can drop this cork and make it stand up in ten goes. What? says the nearest onlooker. You go first, I say. And they pick the cork up and let it fall from their fingers, in the hope that it will land on its end and stand up. The trick is to drop it gently, holding it horizontally, not vertically like everybody else does. That's how they feel and keep it about three or four inches away from the table surface. And Bob's your uncle. It'll bounce into a standing position fairly quickly, maybe three or four, sometimes even first time. Tossing the cork has welled away many an otherwise boring hour or so for me. Magic. It's good to be in this clubbing capital with the old gins, though. They're great folk. And speaking of great folk, it looks like i will play the Even Golf Club again. That's a place where it gave me a start way back when I decided to make money from playing music for a change, but more on that later. The next day, we decide to climb a pretty steep hill above San Antonio. Having no idea where the path up is, we go as a crow flies up a sheer rock covered in thorns. A wee destination is a wee chapel perched on the tip of the hill. The cuts and the branches whipped into my face, but my better half, are worth it. The view is amazing, and the cool breeze whiffs up a flurry of butterflies that dance around the whitewashed walls of the shrine. Oh. Back down in the town, we see so many people with their heads down. Not because they're fed up with life, no, it's because they're all glued to their phones. Couples, lifeguards, which is a bit worrying, even all If there was an alien invasion right now, no one would notice. Tendrils, ray guns, the whole fleet could land unhindered because all our heads would be bowed in prayer to the god Apple or maybe Samsung. Anyway, jumping on a sea taxi, we are jettisoned onto a disco beach that's me and my better half, where a DJ guy in a smock is spinning tracks on a pair of digital decks, merging and remixing tracks as he goes Keeping to a strict 126 beats per minute, the bass and the drums kicking out a mesmerising beat across the white sands. I'm not a big fan of disco, you know, but this was almost bearable, given the setting, you know, and the beer, and the wee bit of rosy. I'm going to miss the warm October sun, but as the resort winds down for the season, I won't miss the nighttime barneys out in the streets, and the adjoining rooms even, as many couples get too drunk and too honest with each other in the early hours, oh well, a last dip in the clear blue sea and then it's back home to plumbers, painting and a few more gigs. Now, you may have thought that was the end of part two, but no, there was more excitement. We're just about to take off when the guy next to me is hauled off the plane to look at his bag. Oh no, I think, what is it? Well, first of all, it's not his bag. So he's a wee bit raging, you know, when he comes back on. And secondly, he lets the whole plane know that there's something vibrating in the mystery case, which has been guarded heavily at the foot of the stairs by the plane. We all, of course, then wait with bated breath to see whose bag it really is, and more importantly, what's inside. It's then that this massive big bloke is ushered off and forced to whip out his laundry in front of everyone in the tarmac. And yes, it's a, well, I'm not too sure what it is, but it was pink, tube-like, and about seven inches long. A toothbrush, I suspect, but others had different theories. The poor man then had to do a walk of shame all the way back up the plain. Oh well, remember, I'm peering at the Alexandria Library. Not the one in Egypt that was partly burned down by Julius Caesar in 48 BC. No, the one in the valley affectionately known to us as the Vale. This is part of Book Week and I'll be chatting about Old Bloke Goes Running and other stuff, I'm sure. 7pm, November the 20th, if you're interested, remember. And also remember this. You can buy Old Bloke Goes Running um, in most bookshops off Amazon. You can listen to it in Audible. And you can get it online. If anyone is listening, thank you very much and ciao for now.